You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to another episode of the Triple Nine Sports Show. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Kelly. Joining me each and every week is none other than... Your jack-of-all-trades, El Jefe Loco. Show 20. I that's, know. That's crazy. I know. It, it does not feel that... It doesn't feel like we've been in here that long. It, it really does, and it's, um, you know, it's definitely it's definitely been a fun ride. Um, and, you know, we've got... We're going to... I don't think we're going to get in here during spring break, so I think next week is probably going to be our, our... You know, we're going to take a break off week off after next week but we will return after that because oh, yeah. spring break um i honestly i just need need that time to just kind of just unplug from everything because yeah, school's been kicking my butt <laughs> you're not the only one i am counting Ooh. down the days well spring break my, my birthday's on spring break nice so you're so, definitely needing needing that week. i'm definitely gone <laughs> yeah i don't i do not blame you one bit um but that's that's just a little pre little look ahead but um jump right into things you know, it's it's show twenty. Um, does technically, technically, if you put all of our, all of the shows together, we have done a whole day, twenty four hours of yeah. recording. Yeah, we definitely have, and it's uh, it's 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 crazy. Our I want to you know first start off and say that you know we how thankful we are for our listeners. Um, I know I, I check Pod Podbean pretty religiously, usually at least once in the morning and once before. Usually I go to bed. And our grow our listeners, um, it's growing each each and every day. We just welcomed uh, a couple new states into our that have li- tuned in. Um, Missouri and Michigan just tuned in. So big shout out to you guys out there in Missouri and Michigan checking us out. Um, you know we're international now. People are listening to us in France, Spain, and the Philippines. We've got oh merci we've got beaucoup. A, we got a handful of plays uh, in you know those countries. So. You know, just thank you again for, for sticking with us and, you know, really just uh, hopefully you enjoy the show as much as we enjoy making it because uh, we really have a blast getting together for this hour, however long we're, you know, however long it ends up being that we're together each and every episode. But, you know, without further ado, I just want to um, start things off by uh, by challenging you all. Um, you know, we, d- we did our part. You know, we've been talking for the past few weeks now about Earl Lloyd and the film that there's a documentary in the works called The, the First to Do It. It's, it's um it's on you can find it on fanbacked.com and you can or you can just go to Google and search the first to do it and you can find it through fanbacked that way um, basically they're looking they, it's 49 days from now until the their their um their term ends and they're looking for you know people to come and donate money to help you know make the film make the film a reality and here on the Trouble Name Sports Show we have done our part we have donated and uh, so we're challenging not only our listeners, but everybody on the uh, Mopcast network. Uh, the gauntlet has been thrown out. We are <laughs> we're challenging you guys to. Uh, I mean, because it's our it's our university alum, Earl Lloyd. It's you know he is the equivalent of Jackie Robinson to baseball. But I mean, of Jackie Robinson, what he did in baseball is what Earl Lloyd did in basketball. And you know it, it's a worthwhile cause. You should definitely get behind it if you can. I mean, again, we're college students. So we know the struggle of, I mean, El Jefe Loco has told me he's eaten mayonnaise sandwiches before, so you you know the struggle right there. Oh, yeah. I, I know I know the uh, 
the, the how I know what it is to be poor, and a couple of our listeners out there they know they've been there with me. <laughs> they've been there chowing down on some mayonnaise sandwiches, mayonnaise sandwiches, and butter sandwiches. All right, <laughs> it gets rough sometimes, and at times we'll just make a giant pot of spaghetti and we'll eat on that for like three days. I know how it feels. So you know, we know you know not everybody's you know super rich or anything like that, but you can you can donate the. You can donate any amount of money that you want, but they have you know little levels like any type of crowdsourcing site does. Uh, the lowest level is five bucks. Um, you know, just go out there and support them. It's a it's a worthy cause, and definitely, definitely would be interesting to watch that movie once it is created. Uh, but without anything else, I'm gonna throw yeah, it. Yeah, sorry. W- with the, with that, I've been watching a lot of Thirty for Thirty. I'm I, hooked, I watched yeah. Benji. It's really good. It's really good. I did. I watched Benji. Um, I watched uh, The Pony Excess. Mm-hmm. About SMU and the death penalty. Yeah, I watched that one. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen this one, but I watched the one about Tim Rich- uh, Richmond. The NASCAR driver? Yeah, yeah NASCAR I saw that. driver who, who passed away from AIDS. Um, what else did I watch? Oh, man, I watched, oh, I, I watched the one about the uh, Boston Red Sox in 2004 when they came back in that 3 to nothing in the, um, in the ALCS mm-hmm. against the New York Yankees. And actually, that 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 right there, that was um, one. That I was I was actually watching those games with yep. my dad. Yes, I was watching those games with my, with my dad and my younger brother. That is how he became a Boston Red Sox fan. <laughs> so he was born out of that. He was born out of that. He was only maybe five mm-hmm. when that happened. He was only he was only five or six when it was going on. So he was really young, and ever since then, he's just been a Boston Red Sox fan. He's 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 probably a bigger baseball fan than I am. That's awesome, though. Uh, but the Thirty for Thirty, like you said, they're they're great films. Um, probably some of my favorite are the you know the the Rand University. I really like that. I, I love that one. Um, the the Pony Excess one about SMU and the Death Penalty. The Bad Boys one about the Detroit Pistons. I, I haven't got to that. one. That's a really good one. It, you should definitely check that out. And those are probably my top three favorite. Um, Thirty for thirty films, but they're you know they they put out some really quality stuff. Also, they uh, um the the guys who are go- who are wanting to do the thirty for thirty for Earl Lloyd, they put out like a preview to it. Yeah, and it's, it's awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's it's awesome looking. So, um yeah, I'll I'll put those if you're listening on Podbean. I'm pretty sure Aaron's gonna put those into the uh, descriptions and everything. Mm-hmm. And then if you also listen to listen to this on YouTube, I will put it on the annotations on the screen and also in the description below. So go there. Check Check it out. Um, I'll put the Facebook page and everything on there. Yeah, so that's a little bit of a little bit of housekeeping, I guess, so to say. Uh, so now we're gonna get thing get things going into the show, and we're gonna toss it over to um, a segment that's growing in popularity. I know uh, my dad loves loves this segment. Um, Coach Poor follows it. <laughs> about, about, stuff, this, about, about this segment, my brother. Okay, you know how I go on a pardon the interruption mm-hmm. at the end of the show, they always have the, the girl that's always like, okay, you guys got this wrong and yeah. this wrong. Okay, we need somebody like that because my brother came up, came up to me. He's like, Jeff, you, you, you got this wrong. I'm like, what? How did I get it wrong? He pulled it up on his iPad back here. This is actually what happened. I'm like, you got a booger. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it would be nice to have a, like, so if you're interested, if you're in the radio lab here at West Virginia State University and you don't have something that you're involved with, we would love to have kind of like a producer who would come in and kind of just take show notes because um, I know Scotty and I were talking about this the other day on Mopcast, the weekly Mopcast. It's so hard for us to remember when we're doing the show notes at the end of the, after we've recorded, to sit there and be like, what in the world did we talk about on this show? Because our shows, they're scripted to, a, to an extent, and I would say it's more of an outline than anything, 
But like, there's some stuff that we just completely forget to talk about, or the, we forget to you know mention in our show notes that could get people to you know tune in. Oh yeah. So if you're if you're in the radio lab and class and you're looking for something to do, you could definitely um, get in contact with either myself or El Jefe Loco, and uh, we'd love to have you as part of our team. Um, but yeah, NASCAR talk with El Jefe Loco is coming to you right now. Uh, when the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series is basically the Sprint Cup Series season is basically in full swing. Um, the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series is heading to another part of the desert this weekend. Um, they are heading to none other than Phoenix International Raceway, or PIR, to what other people use as an abbreviation to it. Phoenix is a very unique track in the way that it is shaped. In a way, it is backwards from traditional tracks with the placement of the tri-oval. Instead of having on the front stretch of the track, it is on the back stretch. Therefore, these tracks are known as bootleg tracks because of their unique shape. Giving it the look of having, instead of your standard four turns, it seems to have five turns. But since it, this is basically a slight turn in the uh, back straightaway, it's really nothing more than a bump in the back stretch. The track is extremely flat with two with turn one and two have only having up to 12 degrees in banking and turn three and four only consisting of up to nine degrees of banking the track measure uh to be the track is measured to be only a mile in length versus the traditional cookie cutter tracks that are uh typically a mile and a half um basically one thing you're going to look at in this track and you're also going to notice on a uh, pit road pit road is going to be a really um it's going to be really key to this track. Um, brakes are going to be very important. Um, if you're watching the race, you're going to notice that when when they're doing their pit stops and they're going to be ripping, they're, they're going to be taking the tires off. You're just going to see brake dust going everywhere, all over these guys. And at some points, you may even see the brakes red hot when they're going into the turns. Um, and also, uh, it, it's also it's it's rare on this track, but I'm not going to put it past it because of how small and how flat it is. Um, basically, the the gearbox um, you're going to notice that some some drivers' gearboxes may go out because they may have to shift down at times because of how crowded it gets on this track. Um, like I said, cars will be really packed. Uh, pit road is going is basically going to be a nightmare because of how narrow it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, drivers coming in and out of the uh, pit box, and uh, with NASCAR with their new with their new system now, they are monitoring every little thing on pit road. Like if if a driver is using too many pit boxes to get in and out in or out of their uh, their 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 pit box, if they're using too many other drivers' pit boxes, it's that they're, they're they got a they got a system now that will alert them to let them know that hey this driver broke the rules and it's getting to where it's so strict and some drivers are, are they don't like it at all mm-hmm. and uh, another thing another uh, interesting fact Kevin Harvick and Jimmy Johnson both have four wins each of this track and as to what uh, fellow NASCAR fans and hopefully future fellow NASCAR fans have noticed Jimmy Johnson and Kevin Harvick both are on a roll right now with both win with Kevin Harvick winning last week at Las Vegas and Jimmy Johnson winning the week prior to that at uh, Atlanta but at this point in the season it's anybody's race the first three races have seen three different winners and if i had to put my money on somebody it would be none other than dell jr he won twice at phoenix and last uh fall he finished in second and also in the past three races the first three races of the uh of the year he hasn't finished no worse than fourth 
So yeah, definitely I, looking good for for Dell Jr. Yeah, so if I'm gonna put my money on anybody, it will be Dell Jr. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch Kevin Harvick and Jimmy Johnson because, like I said, they both each have the most wins at this track, equaling four. When's your man gonna get a win? I don't know. When's he gonna get a win? You know, he's 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 off to a really kind of a, a disappointing start. If I, I would say, if you're a Jeff Gordon fan, I'd say he's off to a disappointing start. You know, he has he led the Daytona 500. He wrecks. He wrecked in Atlanta, right? Yep. Um, and you know this is the third race, so maybe. I think, and, and he he did wreck last week. Yeah. Well, this is the fourth race. Race, yeah. Yeah, this fourth race. Yeah, he finished what 18th in uh, Las Vegas. Yeah. 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 It was it wasn't a good day. It wasn't a good day to be a Jeff Gordon fan. Talking about you know the the race that happened last weekend, we had you know um, I found this quote online about Kevin Harvick. Somebody asked him if he had any superstitions. Um, after every Na- every NASCAR driver and fan has superstitions. Oh yeah, I think any sport, every sports fan almost has a superstition. Um, but Kevin Harvick, he was asked about his race day su- preparations and superstitions, and he said, "Well, I have this dumb superstition." Um, he said, "I used to look at the clock, and it used to say nine eleven. I'd say, oh man, it's going to be a terrible day.' I looked at the clock this morning, and it said nine eleven, and I said, "I got you today." Um, but yeah, it's definitely you know it's it's kind of funny. All these you know these guys are. You know these world-class athletes, and they have all these you know little quirks and superstitions about them. And I just thought that was funny that you know just by the time on the clock, he he could tell it was going to be a bad day. Oh, he he just took co- um, control of his destiny on that day and was like, oh. "I've got you." Well, you know, the intimidator to the man. All right, Dale Earnhardt Sr. He had his superstitions. Mm-hmm. You know what he had in his car? Mm-mm. A penny, like a good luck penny, like a penny that they, a a fan gave him. Uh-huh. He said, "Here, this is this is for your good luck." He put the. I do believe it was. It was either ninety four or ninety nine. Because mm-hmm. I know he, he didn't win the, the nine. He didn't win in ninety four. He won the Daytona five hundred ninety nine. But a fan gave him a penny and said, "Here, this is for good luck." So they welded it to his dash. Oh, cool. Yeah. So he basically he you he he would sit there and he basically rubbed that penny. That's kind of cool. That's that's really unique. But yeah, every every driver has their has their superstitions like. Do you have any like superstitions when you're watching sports? I know we're no longer athletes, but do you have like any? Well, do you have any superstitions or things that you do when, before we go to broadcast anything? Oh, uh, well, re- really, no. I just if it's, uh, I guess you could say when I'm broadcasting or if I'm do- if I'm doing speeches or anything, I'm actually pretty calm prior. I just look over my notes like I was in class, and you know, I pulled out my notes real quick, went over them, threw them back in my bag. I'm just I'm very I'm I'm calm about everything, but when I was uh, when I would play football, um, one thing that I would do after getting a sack or a tackle or you know anything a recovered fumble because I was a def- defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Every time I would commit to something like that, you would see me basically tebow it before tebowing was a thing. And where my father had passed away when I was young, I would you know I do the little cross mm-hmm. over my uh, over my chest and I just point up to him every single time. And but that that's my superstition. And then uh, when it comes to NASCAR, I have a lucky Jeff Gordon hat that I don't wear it very much now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the problem. That's why he's not winning. No, he he done good last year. I haven't wore it. my head's too big. <laughs> my head's way too big. Just set it me. on top of there. Yeah, like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Just place it on there. But no, I wore it all the time when I was a kid. I had very good superstition. And also, um, I'm trying not to not to drag this on, but. Uh, around here, okay. Mm-hmm. My, I get the superstitions for my mother, but I have out there. It's actually out there in my bag right now. I carry around a 
uh, little diecast car, mm-hmm. diecast Jeff Gordon car from his 1999 se- uh, season. It's the rainbow car, and mm-hmm. you can look at this thing, and I'll show it to you after this. That thing is worn out. You I played with it too much. I did, and I carried it around with me, and I carried it around because it. My my father gave it to me when for my birthday, mm-hmm. and I just I keep it on me at all times. That's cool. Um, me. I don't really, like you said, I don't really have any, like, superstitions for broadcasting. Um, I really just kind of know my stuff, you know, work to know my stuff and uh, just prepare as much as I can and just get done and, and you know, just go with it. And Because I, if, you, if you think about it, then you make mistakes, yeah. I've found. Um, but, you know, when I played sports, um, I used to pray the rosary before every game. Um, so that that's something I did before every game. So that was, was something that... that helped me you know kind of stay focused and I always well I always wear a St. Christmas necklace mm-hmm. when I played sports and I even still wear it now um just just as uh I, I don't even know if it's a superstition it's just it just gives me comfort kind of like your your you know the car that you yeah, carry the, so. yeah the little dad cast car you got do you got any superstitions when it comes to test <laughs> no I just sit there and I'm just like all right Aaron just don't just don't mess this one up that's really what I just, just <laughs> kind of psych myself up like that. No, when, after I get done with the test, I won't talk about it. Yeah, well, like, I'm kind of weird about that stuff, too. Like, um, I had a really lucrative internship that I turned down because of school. Um, and when I was waiting back to hear the results, um, you know, it was it was with Walt Disney World. And um, everybody was posting, oh, I got in, I got in. I'm, I'm, and I was sitting there, and I was like, man, I'm really starting to get nervous. But I just didn't talk about it. Like you said, you don't talk about tests. I didn't talk about it. So I guess maybe that... Because I'm kind of like, man, if I talk about her, if I'm overconfident, then something's going to put some juju on it and I'm going to fail. So, yeah, I just don't I just don't talk about it. Me, I, me I'm just like, you know, I, I, I set my standards low. That way I'm not that disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I set my standards low when it comes to tests. I'm like, I got a D. I know I got a D. And come back and get a B. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Thank <laughs> okay. Well, I'm smarter than I thought I was. Um. Yeah. So. So you said you want you're looking for Kevin Johnson or Kevin Harvick or Jimmy Johnson, right? <laughs> I, or maybe I, I just made a super twin, super race car driver and combined the two. So who'd you say you're gonna? I'm. Gonna I'm, I'm, actually, I'm watching for Dale Earnhardt. Jr. Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, that's right. But you said you wouldn't be surprised if those other two guys. Yeah, if they was in the top five. Yeah. All right. Well, wh- where about Jeff Gordon? You think he'll finish? Uh, at this point, I don't know. Gordon, he he, Jeff Gordon, he real, he normally he does real good at this track. Mm-hmm. He's won here a couple of times, but um, top I, ten, I would I would say top ten. Okay, if I if I was Gordon, I know this is Gordon's last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody knows it. I would try to race conservative more than uh, aggressive. I would you know because it seems like to me that he's. You know he's racing too aggressive. It's put, pushing himself back into the field, and back there it's no man's land. You don't want to be back there because it seems every time you turn around he's getting clipped by somebody mm-hmm. or he's getting ran into the wall by somebody. It's not even his fault. He's just having this string of bad luck. Maybe I'll just send him a penny. <laughs> I probably will, or I'll send him my Jeff Gordon car. Yeah, back here. You need this. <laughs> you need this. Weld this to your car. Don't weld it. I want it back. <laughs> Maybe you can just like cut out his dashboard and send it back to you. Just put it in your pocket, man. <laughs> I want it back, okay, Jeff Gordon. If you're listening, you, El Jefe Loco is willing to lend you uh, either a lucky penny or his lucky car, but you need to make sure you send it back. So just just don't keep it. Don't yeah, be please, greedy. Please, please. I don't. I don't got. I don't got many rainbow. I don't have any of his rainbow cars. 
Actually, I got a bunch of Jeff Gordon diecast cards. That's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. 1999 Rainbow. Uh, Rainbow she, Warrior. The Rainbow Warrior. The Chevy, uh, I, th- I think it was a Monte Carlo he was driving at the time. It's nice. Um, you know, it, Tuesday started NFL Free Agency. Um, and it was a wild Tuesday. We record our oh, show on man. Thursday. It'll air tomorrow on Friday. Um, but, you know, it, it, it was a wild and crazy Tuesday. It's been, it's been wild the past two days in yeah. the NFL. You know, let's let's start off because uh, one of our teams got rich while the other one got poor. So we'll start off talking about the team that got rich, and that's um, <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts. You know, they, they have, you know, Andrew Luck, who's a stud. They have T.Y. Hilton, who's a stud. They brought in Frank Gore. They brought in Andre Johnson. They brought in Trent Cole. Basically, almost every key free agent that's been out there, that's been coveted by you know one or more teams at a time, has signed with the uh, Colts. So you know the Colts, I'm you know I think that they're really putting a lot of pressure on Andrew Luck though with these signings, because now people are going to be okay. Now you have a great supporting cast. You need to get over that hump, and you need to win a Super Bowl. I've I, I said this uh, during their AFC Championship this past you know mm-hmm. this this past uh, year. And I told it. I told all my friends. I said, one to two years. They said, one to two years. What? I said, one to two years. We will win a Super Bowl. They said, that's a pretty bold prediction. I said, that's a bold prediction. I said, but I can see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Andrew Luck's first. Andrew Luck's first. Uh, you know, his rookie season. They go to. Uh, they basically they get a wild card berth. Second season they go further. Third season, you know, they're in the AFC Championship. It's just. Yeah, I, no, I, it's I, I a lot of progress. It. Yeah, I look for it. And you know, when you you, you really lost only oh, and you brought in Todd Harriman's to shore up your offensive line. You know, you really only lose Reggie Wayne, but in reality, he was a wide receiver, an aging wide receiver, who you know at times last season got outplayed by guys like T. Y. Hilton and, and the Brazil the guy whose last name is Brazil that plays for your team. Yeah. Um, you know, and Reggie Wayne, I mean, it's it's sad when these guys are, you know, they've been the cornerstone of your team, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we we, we don't have room for you. I, I'm, I miss, in, in some ways, I miss the old uh, Indianapolis Colts with, with Joseph Adai, Peyton Manning, uh, Reggie Wayne, Harrison, you know. Yeah. Uh, Dwight Freeney. Oh, man, I miss Dwight Freeney. He was a beast. I, I, I remember that the, the Tennessee Titans game. Mm-hmm. They was on a kickoff, and it, and he also Dallas Clark, who was our tight end at the time, Dwight Freeney. He they he just took off on this kickoff, and he just this is before the helmet the helmet rule. Mm-hmm. He just laid this guy out, and he just laid there. He didn't even move, and you just heard everybody in the stadium be like, oh yeah. Dallas Clark is down there. He's got his hands over his head. He's like, "What just happened? <laughs> what just happened?" Yeah, but you know, it is it is crazy though that your team is really looking looking to, like they might have won the AFC uh, off season award already. <laughs> uh, and then you you know changing gears, and we're not even in the draft. Yet. Yeah, we're not even in the draft. It's the early days of free agency. You know, it's there's a, still a lot of you know things that could happen. And who's to say some of those guys, you know, because Andre Johnson and Frank Gore are older, you know, who's to say something doesn't happen to them? You know, it doesn't look like anything because they're very durable players. But, you know, you never know. Every every player, uh, the good teams are only just um, uh, one injury away from being a bad team. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's going to be something to watch for. You don't want to crown them the champs yet, but they look pretty good. Um, but you look at the Ravens. Like, you know, they lost. They lost Lodinata. 
They cut Jacoby Jones. They got rid of Torrey Smith, or Torrey Smith, you know, left. They lost Pernell McPhee. They lost, you know, all these guys, all these cornerstones of this team. You know, Torrey Smith, I'm glad my team didn't overpay for. He was too inconsistent. But, you know, San Francisco got him, got a good deal with him. Jacoby Jones, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. He's the If we didn't have Jacoby Jones during that Super Bowl year, we wouldn't have beat the Broncos and the Maha Miracle. We wouldn't have beat the beat the um, 49ers in the Super Bowl without Jacoby Jones. So I'm thankful for that, but he didn't do anything last year. We had wide receivers who were a lot better who were on the bench because, okay, Jacoby Jones is, is good. He's going to break one. He's going to break one. Never happened. He basically got that for seniority. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And, you know, and then you look at Hello Nada. I'm, that's really the hardest thing for me was, was us losing Hello Nada. You know, he's – I know we have the depth behind him. We really do. We have Timmy Jerrigan and, um, you know, all those young defensive linemen who, who are hungry and ready to step up and prove themselves. And they played extremely well when uh, Nada was serving his four-game suspension for the Adderalls. So, you know, it's it's not like they were completely – you know, unprepared for the season. But this is also Baltimore's way of doing things. You know, they they let guys walk, and, you know, what usually happens, whether it's Danella Ellerby, you know, most recently, or, you know, Bart Scott, any of those guys, they leave they play like a stud in Baltimore. They leave Baltimore to get a bigger payday, and then they do nothing. You know, Adelius Thomas, the list could go on. Um, and Baltimore's thing is they won't overpay. Ozzie Newsom is, you know, there's constant memes online, and it's like, in Aussie, we trust. And if you're a Ravens fan, you you have to believe that because he's never steered us wrong before. You know, wide receiver-wise, we have a lot of unproven guys in Steve Smith. We have a tight end in Dennis Pitta, who is one of the top tight ends in the, in the league, but he, you know, he's coming off a dislocated hip on back-to-back years. So, you know, that they're not even sure if he's going to be able to play next year. The only re-signing that we've had or the only free agent that we brought in was we re-signed Anthony Levine, who was uh, one of the defensive backs from last year. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. We really, you know, you, you, you just got to keep telling yourself, or I just got to keep telling myself, in Aussie we trust because that's that's really how it's worked. And what, what they usually do is they wait till June 1st before they sign any, you know, that's when big guys get cut. June first, they go and get them, and you know they they make them. You know they polish a turd and and really make it look you know, make it look a lot better. And that's, <laughs> Try to make it look a golden nugget. Yeah, and you know the but the NFL free agency. You know it started off with all these trades. You know Haloti not a trade. I, I think the biggest one was the Nick Foles and Sam Bradford. I love that trade. If I'm if I'm the um, the Rams. Oh I really yeah, do. I got a buddy of mine that's a, that's a Rams fan, uh-huh. and he is he's loving it. And I got another buddy who is a Philadelphia Eagles fan. He hates that trade. I bet he don't because, want Bradford because they don't have they got they don't have you know they got rid of LaShawn McCoy, they got rid Yay. of yeah. If you, and there is Scotty White, <laughs> Scotty just sneaks in. <laughs> um, you know he's a Bills fan. Yes, so, so I'm sure you're happy about the LaShawn McCoy. I am thrilled. How do you feel about Matt Castle? <laughs> Not as thrilled. Not you as know, thrilled. You know, uh, you know, Rex Ryan is my coach now. I believe in Rex because he's our coach now. <laughs> See, it's like you kind of don't got a it, choice. It's like why I still like To. I hated To, then he was a Bill. Now he's a Bill. Like <laughs> I'm almost like if OJ didn't kill people, I'd have been like OJ's all right. But you know, OJ killed people <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> if the glove doesn't fit, doesn't fit, you must have quit. But yeah, you know the the Bills are are really you know they've moved they've moved a lot of key pieces and really got a solid you know. I'm gonna make an early unit. prediction. I'm gonna make an early prediction. Buffalo Bills will make it to the playoffs. Think so? Think so. I think they will. 
I think I think they will be dominated by the Colts in their move. <laughs> the Colts we, just drafted the army, and <laughs> we we just brought in the National Guard is what we done. Just, we didn't bring in the whole army yet, but we got the National Guard right now. Wait till the draft. Ooh, I'm scared. I know. I am. So, but hey, you know what? I don't have to win the Super Bowl because we don't. Uh, <laughs> you just, just want to get a chance to play for it. I just want to go to play for it. It has been since 1999 since the Buffalo Bills has been to the playoffs. 1999. That's almost as as long as El Jefe's been alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely some drought. Right. Definitely it's, some there's drought. There's been three whole new Star Wars movies, and <laughs> the Buffalo Bills have not been. We're, we're getting ready to get a fourth one. <laughs> yeah, we're getting a fourth one. So you know, maybe. Um, <laughs> I just love it how he threw my age out there. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't say how old you were. Yeah, you just, just said you were almost. It was almost. almost yeah. Almost is a, not really a number. But, yeah, the um, but I love the whole Nick Foles to uh, St. Louis trade because Nick Foles, you know, he's a stud. I really think he is. He's, a, he's you know, people kind of fell off, fell out of love with him this past year because, you know, his first season he, he threw hardly no interceptions and, you know, he was looking like the next, you know, messiah of football. And then he comes out and he, you know, he, he kind of lays an egg. But a fresh start, they've got great weapons in St. Louis. They've got a great defense. um, And there's not a lot of expectations for him. And, you know, it gets him out. And plus, Philadelphia traded away all their assets. No LaShawn McCoy. And Jeremy Macklin's not there. I don't know if they're trying to do all that to try to get DeMarco Murray. Well, yeah, they did sign DeMarco Murray, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I know they signed Mark Sanchez to a long-term deal. I I know Sanchez was there, but I didn't know that. I know Vic's a Jet. Is he a Jet? Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Last they, season, he's a. Oh, they he, switched. <laughs> yeah, he, they put That's him crazy. as the as the backup to uh, Gino. <laughs> Gino's been struggling mightily. Gino, the Jets. Gino's no good. And I, I, if I'm the Jets, I really like the. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I love Gino's pizza. I like the trade Spot that they us. did to get um, Brandon Marshall up there in, in New York. I know the Jets. You know the AFC East really kind of kind of looks different. You know, you got the Bills who are who are making waves. You got the Patriots really aren't making waves. They don't need to. They've got the devil work. I mean, That's true. <laughs> you know, they they just crafting the Belichick they, summoning players and powers they need. You know, they lost Shane Vereen um, to the Giants. The Patriots said they lost. They cut Vince Wilfork, which kind of surprised me. Wilfork left. He 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 said that he just wanted to leave. He well, wanted he wanted to go he wanted to go explore other options, but he said in a, in a press see, conference. I don't think the Patriots actually draft players. I think they grow them like in, in, like <laughs> in labs, like, you know, like Lord of the Rings, like Sauron, and he's in there. He's like, "You throw for us, I throw for you." <laughs> no, they put him in like tackle. <laughs> no, they put him in like bathhouses. <laughs> Just raise him up. Tom Brady's a wizard. I <laughs> <laughs> but you and then you look at the Jets. You know, Revis Islands back in New York. Um, and how lucky is he, though? You know, he, he leaves New York, he goes and plays for the Buccaneers, gets a huge contract, plays one season, gets cut. He goes to the Patriots, wins the Super Bowl, gets paid decent money, leaves the team. And now he's going to the Jets, and they're paying him huge money again. So he's got, you know, pre- he's going to be pretty set he's, after he's, life. He's, he's, not, he's not thinking about the Hall of Fame or anything. He's yeah. thinking about the money. I speak about the AFC. He's looking at Sue going to Miami. Yeah, that's what, um, you know, the Dolphins, they were in salary cap hell pretty much. So they had to cut guys like Jared Audrick, um, Brian Hartline. They're still trying to restructure Mike Wallace's contract. Um, but, yeah, Sue going to them is huge. I really like that. And you know Tom Brady's probably shaking in his Uggs. Right now, up in New yeah, England. Yeah, now he's got to fight him twice. twice yeah, you know, they have to play twice a year now, and 
And so, you know, Sue, if you can bang up Brady a little bit, don't hurt him. Just, you know, just... Hurt him. No. <laughs> to me, I, hurt him. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you knock him out of the first game of the season like they did, you know, four years ago or five years ago. Yeah, when Bernard Pollard took out his ACL. The reason why we have Matt Castle. <laughs> go go easy on the Bills. Go hard on the Patriots. I think we're all having done it for the Patriots. We're yeah. Just, I, mean, I think everybody's just getting tired of the Patriots. Well, they, they dominated the AFC East for... 15 years? Yeah, I was going to say for for years. I think one time out of that, they didn't make it. I think they had a wild card spot the, the one time, and the Jets made it one year. That was the year that, that Matt Castle right. was leading them. Because yeah, but he still got them to, they yeah. still went to the playoffs. <laughs> it was just like. With a, without Bel- Belichick in his cutoff sleeves. Oh, man. Did you guys see the, the picture? Um, somebody sent out wedding invitations, and it was just a picture of Bill Belichick <laughs> just sitting there looking smug, <laughs> and it says, ain't no party like a Belichick party, and, it's, and they're trying to get people to come to their wedding, and that's their wedding invitations. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, it, looks, it looks pretty, it's pretty funny so, looking. So, um, we've talked about our teams a bit. I don't know, because I mean, I've, I've came in late to the show, because I just invaded Moscast Network rules. Um, <laughs> O'Doyle's rule. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so uh, how, how are the Ravens doing? <laughs> they're a fire cell. <laughs> um, you know, Joe Flacco's like, get me out of here. Well, it's like Joe Flacco. You know, everybody's ragging on him because he took that huge contract. Well, he won the Super Bowl that year. He was the Super Bowl MVP. Um, did they probably overpay? Yeah, they probably overpaid. But you just won a Super Bowl because of this guy. Um, so, but yeah, we we trade away Helodinata. We don't overpay for Torrey Smith. Uh, we lose a tight end, Owen Daniels. We lose Jacoby Jones. Uh, we lose Pernell McPhee. It's basically been a loss. We've uh, we've signed one guy, and that was just a re-signing. Um, Anthony Levine, not ragging on the kid, but he's he's definitely he's not he wasn't. On, I'm sure he's not on every fan's. You know, oh my God, we got Anthony Levine. We're all right. You know what I mean? Like it's it's definitely been a down well, a you downer. Get your, your your wife beater. Yeah. Well, I don't. I'm kind of shocked he's not been signed by anybody, really. Um, you know, I'm if I was. Him out of called Philly after Frank Gore backed out. I'd be like, "Hey, look, I'm I'm in Baltimore. I'll come there and play. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to pay me a lot because I'm damaged goods right now. Yeah, I'm damaged goods. Let me just prove myself. I I like throwing batteries at Santa, just like the fans here. <laughs> so you know, it, I mean, it works. I mean, I'm looking like you can give Beck a second chance. Why can't you give me? Yeah, I mean, and I know it's a it, it's two different things. You know, talking about the Ray Rice and Michael Vick instance because one, Michael Vick was not related to humans, you know, you know, and Michael Vick, you know, didn't, wasn't shown, you know, dragging, you know, lifeless dogs out of elevators. It was Ray Rice shown, you know, doing that. I'm glad he's not in Baltimore. Um, I really am. But, you know, I think everybody deserves a second chance, even, you know, spousal abusers and other guys have gotten second chances. So, I mean, I think it's just, and that's part of the reason why my team didn't trade for Brandon Marshall. Um, You know, it was rumored he was going to end up in Baltimore but, you know, Brandon Marshall's been, you know, he's been stabbed by his wife. Him and his wife got in fights, and, you know, he, he's beat well, her up well, a few look, times. Look at the 2010 Cincinnati Beagles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's it's just one of those things. They just, uh, they, they try, so now because of that, they're avoiding anybody with that type of character flaw. And, I mean, I, that's, you know, understandable. You don't want a PR nightmare again. They better stay away from AP so and like, Percy Harvin. What about Andrew Peterson? That's what I was getting ready to ask. I don't know where he's going to end up. Um, DeMarco take, Murray. I take Purple Jesus in a heartbeat. We you take him and LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, hit Blue Jesus. <laughs> um, I would take Blue Jesus. 
Blue well, Red Jesus. I don't know what color we call him because he's Purple Jesus because you know he's a, he's yeah. a Minnesota punk. When I first drafted him in fantasy football, that's what we started calling him Purple Jesus. So he's like Purple Jesus because he'd give me like a million points, like Jesus would, and if Jesus was the running back. And so, I mean, I'm not saying anyway. <laughs> I don't. I don't know where he ends up. Maybe Dallas. That's where he's been rumored to go all along. Because I think any from that area. Or yeah, he's from down that way, so. and he, he got in trouble last offseason because he was allegedly talking to Jerry Jones about wanting to play, wanting to right. end his career in Dallas, and all this and that. Uh, and Demarco Murray's going to be an Eagle, right. is what it's looking like now. So it's open. Dallas is going to take whoever they can sure get now. I'm pretty sure Jerry Jones has beat his own kids too, so I might as well just take you in. You know? Yeah, I mean, you know, he. I'm sure you know. I think it's a regional thing, though, too. Right, you know, like right. the whole switches and stuff. Now, granted, you know, it, going as far as he did, right. yeah, that's terrible. Don't, don't, don't but don't beat the baby. But, yeah, you know, I think it's more of a regional thing. I think people, you know, down the south are more like, well, that's not that bad. That happened to me as a kid. Right, I'm like, well. Yeah, the SMU 30 for 30. But, you know, then you got guys, you know, you got people from, like, up, up in the northeast and up north and, you know, out west, and they're like, Oh my God! Like that's heinous. He beat yeah. him with a stick. Like we don't do timeout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's I think it just has a lot to do with different parenting styles. Um, let's see who else had a really good good haul. Um, I, I like the Jets. Yeah, go ahead. But Jerry Jones has had a. I mean, Dallas has had had his troubles in the past anyway with players. Yeah, they really have. You know, they had Josh Jerry and, and I mean, even farther back. Um, they had. Matt Coke Jones, yeah, the, right. the wide receiver they had. And so, I mean, Jerry, Jerry Jones likes a good redemption story. Yeah, he really does. And you, so, you know, speaking of that, um, Michael Irving used to have this oh, show. Yeah, um, yeah, he's a poster child. Right. Michael Irving had this show called Fourth and Long, and it used to be on Spike, and it was about these guys who, for whatever reason, never made it to the next level in football. They made it to Arena League or right. Canadian Football League or, like, just ended at college. And what it was was a competition. It was a reality TV show. At the end of the show – one of them got a contract to play for the, and it was Jesse Hawley, who is a special teams player for the Cowboys. I don't know if he's still on the team or not, but you know these guys got you know second chances to get get their shot at redemption, and that's what that story was. And Jerry Jones talked about how he loves a good redemption story. Uh, I mean, look, just this past year, Ju- um, Joseph Randall shoplifted underwear and cologne right after a game, and yet he you know he was out there the very next game. So I mean, I know that's you know like comparing apples and oranges. But yeah, I think AP should, you know, if any team's more more willing to welcome him in, I would say it'd be, you know, I think Dallas. He a, I, mean, I think he's got a better chance of re-rise. I, I oh, definitely yeah. do, I, I do because that. there's not as much of an outcry. Right. You know, AP's outcry was, you know, far less severe than than Ray Rice. Yeah, Ray, right. Ray Rice was everywhere. Ray Rice is toxic right now. I mean, you know, you can't you can't I mean, touch him. I mean, you, Basically, a race of who's going to cry first in sixty minutes. Yeah, and pretty much. What it comes down to because you cry in sixty minutes, everybody forgives you, and mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of the thing. You know, yeah. oh, I'm screwed up. Let me cry, and then I'm, I'm a bad person. Let me go play football. And yeah, that's kind of how it happens. Um, I will let you get back to your show though. But um, okay, just a shout out if you. Um, I know you listen to this amazing show. This is a great show. I love the triple name sports show because you know triple names and sports. I like them. <laughs> But there we have also we have some other great shows on the Mopcast Network, so be sure to check us out at Mopcast.com. I know they give shout-outs too, but since you know you've got you know the CEO here, I might as well <laughs> do my job, right? So uh, have, uh, thanks for letting me crash and um, no problem. Thanks for well, coming in. Coming here anytime you want. We're, we're doing you know the the was it uh, uh, NASCAR with Jeff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming. Yep. Oh, that already happened. Oh, I missed NASCAR with Jeff. I have to listen now. I have yep. to listen because I missed NASCAR with Jeff, and that's my favorite segment. 
See, I told you, it's gaining in popularity. It's, it's, it's the best segment. I'm sorry, you're a good guy and all that, but there's nothing like NASCAR with Jeff. Well, I will he, take that. He, he's, he's, he, he likes it, too, because he learns something every time I'm in here. Yep, I definitely, definitely learn right. some no, stuff. They just go left. <laughs> Sometimes they go right. What, now, you wait till we get to the right tracks. I'll, I'll talk about oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a whole segment on right turns. Right turns. <laughs> Catch you later, guys. <laughs> See you later. Mopcast.com. <laughs> One of the other teams that's really putting together a solid, and I'm if you've noticed, I'm just breaking down the AFC side of things. Um, the NFC's not looking good. Uh, the Jaguars, you know, they've put together, they've signed guys like Devin House, Dan Scuda, Big Git and Julius yeah, Thomas yeah, from the, the Broncos. Yeah, they. You know, and, and they haven't lost anybody really. They they re-signed Tyson Alalua. Um, and, and again, it's one of those situations where there's not a lot of pressure to win in the in the AFC South if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's the AFC South because you've got you know who your top team's going to be. It's probably going to be the Colts, and then it's just going to be a chicken fight for who's going to get the second you know second seed in that conference. Tennessee's had a down year. Jake Locker just retired, so they're going to have to replace him. You know, you look at well, the Texans. They they just signed Brian Hoyer. I like that get if you're a Texans fan. And, I really do. And they still they still got JJ Watt. So yeah. And then you look at the Jaguars, the lowly Jaguars. You know they've they've got some some solid targets on on um, offense. They've got a pretty you know decent defense, and you know they bring in a guy like Julius Thomas, who was huge in Denver, who's taking a little bit of a downgrade. You know when he's going from Peyton Manning to his quarter court, current quarterback down there in um, Jacksonville. Uh, so you know it's just one of those things. It's you know and again don't want to put the horse you know too far ahead of the cart or the cart too far ahead of the horse. It is the first week of free agency. You know, there are several guys who, who might get cut later in the season. Trades may happen. You know, it's still really early. Well, we, well I just checked my phone. Um, Cowboys are looking for a run, running back now. Yeah. They, they know they've lost them. Oh, yeah. they And I, I really love that get by Chip Kelly. I think that's the one smart decision he's made. That, um, first, that, first, trade, that first trade, he, that's dumb. What, which the the, 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 Brad, the, Brad, the Bradford and and uh, Foles. The, the the thinking is there, and you know, apparently this trade's been in the work for two weeks. The whole Philly St. Louis trade, um, but you know, Chip Kelly came out and said that he, you know, he he's already received first round trade offers, first round pick trade offers for Sam Bradford. I think he's lying. Or it's the Cleveland Browns. One of those two scenarios is happening. It may be because <laughs> because the Browns they have Johnny Manziel and Josh McCown as their quarterbacks. Johnny Manziel still in rehab. Yeah. For his his partying, you have no Josh Gordon. You have a concussed Jordan Cameron who doesn't want to be there. And outside of that, who's your targets? You have no one. I know. So you know, there's a, there's a lot you know. So maybe that is a team that's looking to trade for Sam Bradford. But but you, but you guys say but you guys think too. All right, Sam Bradford. All right. Give or take. All right. Yeah, he the first couple of years he didn't have no targets in St. Louis. You start getting Kevin White and Stedman Bailey in there. You mean Tavon Austin? Yeah, Tavon Austin. I don't know why I was thinking Kevin White. You're thinking about this year's draft. Yeah. Okay. You know, you get them, and you still cannot make make waves. And he, it's <laughs> and he's got you know he had decent running backs. He's a, he had a great offensive line. There's a gr- they have a great defense. Yeah, they have, a, the they have a stellar. Yeah, most definitely. Some guys, some guys just cannot make that transition to the NFL. And I think that's good for him. It's a fresh start, you know, going to Philly. If he can stay healthy, um, but one thing you're gonna have to look at is he spent the first part of his career inside a dome in St. Louis. Second part of his career is we playing in the Northeast in Philadelphia. 
where it snows and where it rains and where you're out in the elements. Not saying he doesn't play in that when he goes on the road, but you look at the division he plays in, he plays in the AFC West, or NFC West, excuse me. Well, look, look at his track record, too. He yeah. came from Oklahoma. Yeah, that's true as well, but how many years ago was that? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it didn't snow in Oklahoma. That's true. But, you know, one thing I'm looking at, you know, he played the Cardinals. That's a dome team. They play the Rams. That's a dome team. Who else is in the AFC West? They play the Seahawks. That's a dome team. The only team that's out in the elements are the San Francisco 49ers yep. in the NFC West. Yep, so you're looking right. at one road game in your division that's in, in the elements. So, you know, he's going to be forced to play, you know, when he in the AF, in the um, NFC East, he's playing the Giants, the Redskins, the Cowboys, is in a dome. But everybody else in that division, outside in the elements. So that'll be interesting to see. But who's he going to throw the ball to? You talk about no targets. Yeah. He has Riley Cooper. And what other other rod receivers are on his team? There's no Deshaun Jackson. There's no LaShawn McCoy. There's, you know, now he's got, you know, Darren McFadden. Not Darren McFadden. He's got um, DeMarco Murray. Yeah, because we've said his name five times. He's got it? DeMarco Murray, and he's got, you know, Darren Sproles still. But, you know, those guys are can only do so much for you. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what else, what other moves the the uh, Philly seventy not Philly seventy six <laughs> the Philly Eagles are up to. Uh, it, the long, you know, the, of course, the rumor now is that Chip Kelly is stockpiling draft picks so he can make a trade to move to you know up to draft Mariota. I don't. He says that's not what he's wanting to do, but I don't know why you have Sam Bradford as going to be your number one guy, backed up by Mark Sanchez. I mean, neither one of those guys. Mark Sanchez. Now, granted, he did have a you know a coming out party last year playing in Philadelphia, and you know he played a lot better than what he did when he was a Jet. But that being said, it's still Mark Sanchez. It's still a Sanchez. It's still butt fumble. You know, whatever you remember him as. If you're Matt Cart listening, you remember him as the guy who's eating hot dogs on the sideline as he's beating the Raiders. You know, yeah. he he is what it is. You know, so it's interesting to see. It'd be very interesting to see. Yeah, because, you know, they're going to lean more on Mariota than they are on Winston. And really, any team is. Because you got to think, you take you, you take Winston, you're going to be bringing the luggage. To you take Winston. the luggage. But a plus to Winston versus Mariota is Mariota's never thrown out of the pro-style system. Never in his career. Winston has done that all his career. So that's a plus right there. So I don't – there, there's pluses and – there's plus and minuses use, for both use players. Use the gold star system. Just the gold star system. He, did, he wins a game, he gets a gold star. He starts acting up, you take a gold star away. Gold star system. The kindergarten. Okay, that's what they need to do with Winston. So what's the gold star? What do they get per gold star? Then if you're if you're the whoever's they, they GM. Get, they get a prize out of the prize box. <laughs> <laughs> of all those, you know, the, the, the toys that you'll find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at, like McDonald's the, and like. <laughs> Dollar Tree. Yeah, you get those. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, get, he, he gets a toy out of the prize box. Why don't they do that? Like, in, in his contract, be like, you know, we're going to award you on a system. Instead of, like, giving him toys, because, I mean, he's a grown man. You know, be like, okay, for every game that you win, you get $1,000 or whatever. You know, some X amount of money. But for every time you get arrested or every time you do you mess up, we're going to find you double of what you can win. So maybe that, that keeps in line. Um, what I don't if, know. What, what if he says there? He's like, I want toys. I want the toys. <laughs> I don't care about the money. He's just dead serious. Like, what? You, you, Fine, here you go. You want toys? We got your toys. <laughs> Yay, toys <laughs> You, um, I don't really have anything else to, to add to the free agency. I feel like we really covered, you know, the main keys. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, C- Seattle. They Seattle, yeah, we didn't talk about that trade. Well, see, the thing is about Seattle, okay, I, like I said, I got a buddy of mine. He's a Dalhart Seattle fan. He actually, he just tried calling me. 
Um, he is so mad about who they've lost. But I told him, I was like, look who you are getting. Who did they lose? They lost Malcolm Brown. They, they lost they, they Browner. Lost, no, they lost uh, Zach Miller, Max Unger, uh, and Byron Maxwell, who is part of the Legion of Boom. Yeah, and they also lost Walter Thurman as well. Yeah, I, like I said, it's been so crazy. Yeah. This is all I could grab up. But they they gained Jimmy Graham, mm-hmm. okay. Which is huge for that offense. Yeah. And, and, and Kerry Williams and Will Blackman. Yeah, they they picked those up for the for basically their Legion of Boom, and you know Kerry Williams, he used to be a Raven, he left the Ravens in free agency, he was one of those Ravens who who played good, left, sucked, got cut, so you know that that's something to kind of worry about. But he's a very you know my team wanted him back, so he couldn't have sucked that bad, or maybe our options last year at defensive back kind of forced their hand. But um, you know he's he's definitely a very talented cornerback. He uses his mouth. He goes to the Cortland Finnegan School of Trash Talk, so he uses his mouth maybe a little bit too much too often. But he's still he's still a very good player, I, I, and you he'll, know, he'll he'll fit in that Seattle. Yeah, he's defense. playing with Richard Sherman, so I mean, you know, he's <laughs> he's going to learn to be you know a really good player. That and he's going to be around Marshawn Lynch. I mean, even though he doesn't say much, but he, he trash talks. Yeah, so with his M and M's. I really, I really Skittles, Skittles. Oh yeah, I really, Skittles. I really love the Seahawks move. You know, they go out. You know, they lose that Super Bowl because they force a pass, a bad pass, instead of running it. They have, if that would have been Jimmy Graham there, the options would have been a lot more, a lot different, and he would have been able to, you know, possibly get a win, even if you throw the ball there on the one. That, that, that was Zach Miller they were starting out to, wasn't it? Mm-mm. Who was it? was it? a wide receiver, one of their wide receivers. Um, so, yeah. you know, you replace Zach Miller. They, and they, they they just terminated him. They basically fired him. Well, I mean, you got Jimmy Graham. Why would you need, you know, sure. Zach Miller, who's an old banged-up ex-Raider tight end? True. You know, so it's just one of those things. You know, you have the best. Why would you keep somebody when you could use that money for something else? Did you see the little girl that was crying? Because the Jimmy Graham trade. Yeah, that that's that's pitiful. It's it kind of it kind of uh, made me really sad. And I think um, I think Drew Brees said that when when that trade went through, he was just like, "Yep, there goes our Super Bowl chances." <laughs> it was it was Drew Brees. It was somebody on the on the Saints team. He's like, "Yep, there goes uh, the Saints's." I think that really just proves right there that the Saints are in rebuilding mode by trading away, you know, Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Because I mean, they really their weapon. Who else did they ha- lose or did they sign anybody yet? I'm looking for that. Um, that they, they uh, the only person they've signed so far is Max. Unger. And he came in that trade, yeah, so they shored up their offensive line. Who have they lost? They've they lost, lost uh, Curtis Lofton and Pierre Thompson. Uh, Thomas. Yeah. Pierre Thomas was an over the hill running back, but um, you know Curtis Lofton, and I think they cut him too. So I mean, it wasn't you know anything too you know too huge. So yeah, I think maybe you know, but the NFC South sucks. Really, it's last the, year it was they. It's I think the NFC South. I think one team you know there were there the only team that you know did well was the Panthers, and everybody else had four wins or less in that conference last season. So they're all going to be drafting you know right around the same spot. And the the Falcons in the NFC South, they actually they they made it made away. What happened with the Falcons? Oh, with who all they've gotten? Yeah, but they've well, it's because they were terrible last year and and needed weapons, and they lost guys like Harry Douglas. You know, they saw that Roddy White and Julio Jones. If one of them goes down, we're in trouble. Like you know what I mean? That because that that's what happened last year. You know, you had Roddy Roddy White go down. And then, you know, you at different times in the year, Julio Jones was, you know, inconsistent as well. So it's really one of those things where it's like, we were not as good as we thought we were. 
Uh, my my thing is okay, and one team that I'm gonna be looking forward to watching next year is the St. Louis Rams. Because you've said it, I've said it. St. Louis gets a good quarterback in there. They they might be a force to be reckoned with. Well, they already were a, a pretty good team. You know, they had Sean Hill as their quarterback, who was a backup to um, Sam Bradford. And you know, you you get in there and you get a a quarterback who's going to be durable. They have a great offensive line. They have an amazing defense. And if you look at look at the way Baltimore won their Super Bowl, their first Super Bowl back in two thousand. They had a quarterback who came in and didn't lose games for him. He didn't win games for him, but he didn't lose games. He was a game manager. That's all you need. When you have a stellar defense and a good running game, you can just be like, all right, look, quarterback, X, whatever your name is, you have one job. Just don't lose the ball. Don't turn the ball over. You don't even have to score. We can win on field goals. Just manage this game. And and Nick Foles is, is better than a game manager but he, he definitely, as long as he can stay healthy, that, I, I love that trade right there for the St. Louis Rams. Oh, yeah, when, when, I, when I head back to, to Cabin Creek, I'm calling that buddy of mine up. What do you think about that trade? No, talking about that. Don't talk, don't talk to me. <laughs> and that's going to do it for this week um, as we not, – not the show, but it's going to do it for the, um, the free agency talk. I know it went a little long, but, you know, football, football runs the world, especially here in North America – if you're a sports fan, um, and it was just crazy, and it yeah, it was it was extremely crazy. Lots of trades, and you know it's it's beginning to die down now, but there's still plenty of big fish out there. And you know next week, if there's a breaking news story, we'll we'll make sure we you know include that. Especially, in especially our show. if AP goes somewhere. Yeah, if AP signs somewhere, or any of these other big name free agent guys, or the rumor that Colin Kaepernick's going to get traded, if any of these things come to fruition, then yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. But moving on, we're going to look at this week in Yellow Jacket athletics. Um, last week, you know, just a recap, quick recap of last week, the men's basketball team lost 98-93 at Notre Dame in the first round of the Mountain East Conference Tournament, thus ending their season and thus ending the playing careers of Damian Harris, or the playing careers of these guys at West Virginia State University, Damian Harris, Anthony Grant, and Demetrius Yanyoy. Um, it was a little bit of a disappointing season, I would say, for Coach Poor and the, and the Yellow Jackets, um, but they, they, there's a lot of promise on that team. They're a young team. They definitely can, you know... Um, lot to hang their hat on, really. You know, it, while it might not have been, you know, they won six games. While the casual fan might look at that and be like, "Oh God," you know, there they go. It's they're just going to suck forever. And that's not the case. They're a really talented team, and it's just you know they dealt with the injuries or players, you know, not being eligible. Damian's case, he wasn't eligible till the second half of the season, and you know he he played amazing for somebody that hadn't played basketball, organized basketball in two years. Yeah. You know, you have guys like Marquis broke his hand in the second game of the season, doesn't get to come back till after Christmas break, and when he came back, he was probably one of the better players in the Mountain East Conference. So the future is definitely bright, and they're just missing a few players, and I think Coach Poor is definitely out there hitting the trail hard, trying to find those missing pieces, as any coach is. Um, then the women's <laughs> basketball season also ended last week as they went on the road to face Glenville State, where they would lose 81-70. to um, In that game, Keanu Tate. Weekend. That, that's all you need. That's to say. all you need to say. Keanu Tate really took that game over. You know, the game was pretty evenly matched. Both teams had 15 to 0 runs to start the first half, and then the second half, Keanu Tate, you know, with with Montreal Roberts and Shalen Schaefer in foul trouble, and the current sisters, you know, they didn't get into the game as often um, during that game as as you know as much as they probably would have liked. But um, Keanu Tate was just just eating. She was feasting out there on that court. And she ended up the game with like thirty-seven points. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. 
one of the uh, better games seen. Did she get a triple-double? No, she flirted with a triple-double. She was like one or two stats off from a triple-double. I, I, I couldn't remember. I, as, as soon as the games are over, I... It's kind of like a race. Yeah. You just erase it from your mind. Yeah, I, I just I throw the I throw the stat sheets away. I know you keep them. I keep them because I'm a serial killer, but that's a different point. Um, you're, you're from what you say, I'm your stat nerd. I, I really am. I you know I have Excel spreadsheets and sit there and keep track. <laughs> and and um, my stat nerdiness will pay off next week. Next week, as we're gonna give off our um, our postseason awards for Western State men's basketball and women's basketball. So make sure you tune in for that. Um, Softball, they went seven and two for the week at the snowball tournament down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So they definitely were enjoying that warm weather and and made the most of it. And I'm gonna toss it over to El Jefe Loco so he can do this week in West Virginia State Athletics. This week in Yellow Jacket Athletics Thursday we got the men's team uh, hosting Concord at three p.m. Friday we got softball Millersville. Uh, at 1 p.m. and Mansville at 3 p.m. in Salem, Virginia. And men's tennis will host Fairmont at 2.30 p.m. And sat- Saturday we have baseball host William Jesuit in- at 1 p.m. Doubleheader at Buffalo High. Men's uh, Then we got men's tennis hosts West Liberty at 4 p.m. Taze Valley uh, Tennis Center if rain. Softball, we have Bloomsburg at 10 a.m. and Shippensburg at 2 p.m. in Salem, Virginia. Sunday, we have Men's Tennis host UVA Wise at noon, Taze Valley Tennis Center if rain. Then we have Baseball hosts William Jesuit at 1, in one, at 1 p.m. Uh, doubleheader at Buffalo High School. Softball, we have Walsh at 9 a.m., that morning in Troutville, Virginia. So it's a busy weekend for West Virginia State Athletics. Um, if you're, you know, around the area of Buffalo, you can tune in. You can go to the game and and check out the West Virginia State University men's baseball team as the softball team will be on the road um, in Virginia. So definitely make sure you check those out. And a little notes from um, over the weekend. Um, West Virginia State softball player Sydney Kaplan. She hit four home runs in her first three games last week before an injury first forced her to miss the rest of the week's contest. So hopefully Sydney Kaplan, you know, can can recover from that injury and really because I mean that's that's pretty dominant right there. Four home runs in three games. That's that's really good. Oh yeah. That's um then <laughs> then you have baseball's Taylor Payne is also off to a quick start, hitting five hundred in the Yellow Jackets first seven games. He has connected for eight doubles and driven in five runs. So hopefully Tyler Payne can keep that up as the rest of the season you know, it's a, it's a long baseball season. Um, and also, WVSU football coach Jamal Powell has taken a job with James Madison University as their offensive line coach. Just want to, you know, say, you know, congratulations to Coach Powell. Wish him and his family nothing but luck and nothing but success in their future endeavors. I know, um, personally speaking, you know, whenever we'd bump into Coach Powell, whether it be on the road traveling with the team or whatever, he'd always go out of his way to, you know, stop and talk to us and make sure we were, you know, we got we got food or, you know, we got on the right bus or got in the right hotel and, you know, just really, really class that guy. Really, really glad we well, got the chance basically, to meet him. Basically the whole, the whole coaching staff. Yeah, the whole coaching staff is, is class act. Really, really group of great guys. Uh, and with that, that is all the notes we have for the WVSU week ahead. So hopefully, like I said, you can get out there and really support this Yellow Jacket um, Athletics. 
And moving right along now to the bad news segment. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Alrighty. And I will let you go first, and then I'll go second, okay? Sounds good to me. All right. Mississippi State uh, players were at a Waka Flocka uh, concert. Dak Prescott and two teammates were jumped at the uh, concert in Florida. And later in the day, the attackers took to Twitter to brag about the fight. Yeah, they <laughs> Dong. Yeah, it, you're, you're an idiot. Anybody who goes and brags about a crime is an idiot. It's like it's like the the, the harassers, the, yeah. the trolls from last week. Yeah, definitely. That's a great great reference. Oh man! But yeah, you know, um, Dak Prescott and two of his flame, two of his teammates were you know were in Florida taking in a Waka Flocka Fame Flame concert. Um, I I don't remember what part of Florida they were in, but they were on spring break, and then they they just got jumped out of nowhere. And like, there's pictures on the internet of Dak Prescott, you know, his bloodied face and all that. And you know it's you're an idiot one to to go out and to you, you're a bully to go out and really just pick a fight with anybody, but for two you're an idiot to to do that and then take it to social media and, and try to brag you're about more it. More than an idiot. Speaking of idiots, did you you know what swatting is, right? You know what that is. I think it's a where they like usually online gamers do it. They like say say you're playing against somebody like in Call of Duty. Say you're getting just owned by this guy in Call of Duty. Well, you've had enough. So you find out his address. You call the cops and pretend like there's a shooting going on or something, and they get a SWAT team and go out there. So that's what swatting is. Well, yesterday, Lil Wayne got swatted. He wasn't at his Miami house. He wasn't even home, and people called and said that they heard shots fired, and there was like four or five gunshots that went off. And, you know, that they – so the SWAT team came, and there was no one in the house. There was no one there. They just, you know, they he got swatted. So I thought that was kind of and that's dumb. It's all over Twitter about how they swatted him. That's that's dumb. But I mean, they've done guys. They've done Justin Bieber, Justin Timberlake. You know, well, Justin just, Bieber's okay. All right, <laughs> Justin Timberlake. That's a little questionable. But uh, Miley Cyrus. They've done a lot of celebrities. It's just they their way of getting to him. Yeah, Miley Cyrus. You're okay with swatting her? Yeah, <laughs> her or Justin Bieber. We was uh actually this morning we was talking about this has nothing to do with sports, but I just have to put it out there. We was talking about um, One Direction mm-hmm. and how Rex Ryan is a fan of it, and I told I was telling I was talking to Stevenson about it, uh-huh. and I told him I said, "Yeah, I said I thought it was a joke at first. He's like, "Well, I think most people did." I was like, "Well, I said, you know what I gotta say about all this?" He said, "What?" I was like, "I lived through the Bieber days. I can make it through the One Direction days." <laughs> I I mean I have a daughter, so I listen to a lot of you know that that teeny boppy music. One Direction, some of the songs aren't that bad. Um, but yeah, definitely just lost a lot of respect right there. Me, I can tell by the look on your face, you're just disappointed. <laughs> no, me, me, well, you know me, I listen to a lot of rock music, a lot of hard rock music. So mm-hmm. when it comes to stuff like that, I'm like, eh, not your cup of tea. Uh, nah. And I mean, that's, that's understandable. I mean, everybody's got their own taste and everything. Yeah. Um, there was, you know, a, a kind of like a Malice in the Palace type situation, except they didn't fight fans. That happened when these two teams it's, locked up. It's like the Chinese basketball game. Yeah, it is, it's definitely like the Chinese basketball game that we talked about a few episodes ago. Uh, a brawl took place between the Southern Jaguars and the Texas Southern Tigers, and it resulted in a double forfeit. Forfeit. All, fi- all in all, 15 players have been suspended, eight from Texas Southern and seven from Southern. Texas Southern has announced that they will now compete and that they will not compete in the Southwestern Atlantic 
athletic conference tournament. God, I butchered that whole story. But yeah, <laughs> it, it basically happened. Um, it was the winding down moments of the game. Um, the game was still close. It was like 51-49, and a, and a charge was called. Well, that just led to one thing to another and escalated rather quickly, and then just an all-out fight. And, I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty pretty tough fight, too. Um, you can check. It's all over it's the a, internet. It's a beatdown. Yeah, you can watch it on YouTube. Um, you can definitely find that just, yeah. The funniest thing about that was the mascot. The mascot. How the mascot just went to the middle of all of it and was sitting there dancing, trying to keep the crowd entertained. <laughs> he's like, he's like, here's your shot. Yeah, he's just like he's sitting there trying to distract everybody. It's not working, but he's just sitting there dancing. Man, I'm glad we don't have a camera in here. Yeah, I was gonna say we definitely need a camera in here. As you, you're busting a move. But um, no, and then after they they set him down, he's still out there dancing and everything. And it's like, yeah, we just whooped him. We just whooped him. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, that's huge, though, that Texas Southern has now also, you know, they're not going to compete in postseason play because of that. And so, they, I mean, that's, the that's good. Season. Yeah. And that's good, though, for the, you know, I mean, the athletic director to really come out and say, look, we were the number one seed. I'm sorry, but we're not – I'm not going to stand for it. And that really shows that they have a control, institutional control. So I, I, that's, that's kudos to you. I'm sure you're taking a lot of heat down there. Um in that state, but also you know you you gotta you gotta show them who boss who the boss is. Okay. Furthermore, last week news came out that Chris Johnson was involved in a drive-by shooting where he was the target in Orlando, Florida. The driver of his car was killed, and he and another com- uh, uh, an- him and another person were wounded. Johnson uh, was shot in the shoulder. Yeah, um, that's crazy. One, when you think of Orlando, or at least when I think of Orlando, I think of Disney World and, like, Universal Studios and stuff like that. I don't think of, like, nitty-gritty street violence, like drive-by shootings I and think, stuff like I that. I think of UCF. You think So you don't think of drive-by shootings either? No, no, no. I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm still in Conference USA mode sometimes, so when I think of Orlando, Florida, I think of UCF, and I'm just, huh? But, yeah, this. What a great way to start your off-season. Yeah, you know you're a free agent. You get shot in the arm. You know it's a lot of lot of lot of bad <laughs> lot of bad news going on right there. Oh yeah, and then you know you got Dak Prescott getting the, the you know what beaten out of him and a very in, violent in, bad in news Florida. segment in Florida too. Yeah, a very <laughs> what's in the name? It's a very violent segment there. The bad news segment. Well, yeah, and then I got I got another story. It's not all that violent, but it pertains to violence. Okay, I was going to ask you if you had any. Yeah, I have one. Um, uh, it was it was actually a, a breaking news yesterday. Um, Kurt Busch, his suspension got lifted. Mm-hmm. He will be driving in Phoenix in the uh, forty one Chevro- uh, Stuart Haas Chevrolet. He. Um, his his wife took I think it was through Twitter or Facebook I can't remember. No, Kurt Busch his his ex girlfriend his ex girlfriend was the yeah. one who was an assassin, yeah. right? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes, his ex girlfriend um, said that she questions NASCAR's method and questions what they're put putting out there to uh, the kids, basically, basically letting him come back because yeah, yeah. It's definitely. I mean, it's a touchy subject. It's it, well. Kurt Busch has always had this type of reputation. Mm-hmm. He's always had this type of rep- reputation. He's, you know, yeah, his brother is called Rowdy, but his nickname is Rageaholic. 
because he rages on everything. He rages on reporters, on other on players, even his own team sometimes. He yeah. rages on them. I think that's why he drives for Tony Stewart. But anyway, <laughs> that's just – oh, that – I don't know how to take that. In my opinion, he shouldn't come back, at least not that quick. Yeah. Okay, it, we're, you know, we're on the fourth race of the season. Okay, this news has been around for about six months now. Okay, really, don't – no, he shouldn't come back. If I was Tony Stewart, I'd be like, nope, your contract is, is terminated. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, you gotta you gotta be able to send a message, and yeah. you know what kind of message are you showing with just that little of a suspension? Um, you know, you look at this next story, and because well, that was it for the bad news segment. I got a little bit ahead of myself. <laughs> um, and moving right along now to the snap jab segment. Finish him. I'm not a huge baseball fan. I'm really not. Um, and our first story pertains to baseball. But I, I kind of dig this story. Um, it's Gio Gonzalez. He plays for the Washington Nationals. And, you know, it's spring training. And Scotty is just tempting us with French fries and soda outside the, the studio window right now. Bring that right here right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's perfect. Um, but, yeah, he Gio Gonzalez at spring training, you know, it's a light, fun type of deal. And so he, you know, he's in his post-game interview. He's doing a whole post-game interview with exactly, if you've seen Super Troopers, and I know it's a dated reference, it's 14 years old. And I, st- I, st- I still watch Super Troopers. I mean, I watch it if it's on, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, not, even gonna in, I'm not even in my 20s, and I, I'll, I will turn on Super Troopers. Um, but, yeah, Super Troopers, um, it's an old movie. It's about cops. It's 14 years old. You can check it out. It, it's really funny. But, um they do this whole bit where they're pulling over these people and they're like, okay, they play a game. Well, they, they constantly try to one-up each other. He's like, well, you can't go out there and talk like a cat the whole time. So that's what basically what Gio Gonzalez's interview was, was him, you know, well, you see right meow and stuff like that. You know, it's just he, he used that in the whole interview. And um, I don't think I want to be around when that's not funny anymore. I don't think I want to live when, when that's no longer funny. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Definitely, definitely loving the the right meow. Oh, that that I I was I, I actually when you sent me these um, this uh, last night I was up doing my notes and I just I fell asleep and I was laying in the bed, you know I was already all comfy and I was doing the burrito with my with my blanket and I was just laying there and have, have you seen those vines that like people just be laying there and just their eyes would just <laughs> come wide open because they forgot something. Yeah, yeah, that was me last night. I, my eyes jumped open and it was like. That moment when you forget to read uh, read the rest of your notes, I'm like, <laughs> and I just go back to sleep. I'm like, oh, forget it. I'll do it in the morning. <laughs> I'm so tired. So you started off your day with the Gio Gonzalez. Oh, and it was hilarious. I just like I was sitting there. I'm just you know I'm putting my getting ready for school and just meow, 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 meow. Yeah, I I definitely definitely love it. And, and you couldn't catch the meows at first. Yeah, at first it was very subtle, very subtle. Uh. Second story for the Snap Jab segment. <clears throat> Steven, Jackson's, Steven Jackson gets cut by the Falcons, and he makes a PSA to save all running backs. 
Well, not just all running, just the every down running back like save, he is. Save the running back. And it's yeah, you. So have you watched the PSA? I've watched it? the PSA. It's yeah, it's it's really funny. Um, I, I I like Stephen Jackson. I don't. I think he's washed up. I really do. I think he's you know, but but I love it. Hopefully he gets a chance, and I figure that's why he did this. Was so he can get a chance because he got get cut get by the Falcons and then get this that comes latch out. Inch effort. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love that about him. Was he was <laughs> always keeping those legs churning, always keeping those legs churning. This is this is his way to get the first down in life. <laughs> <laughs> Making this PSA. Yes. Story number three of the day. Okay. Uh, actually, I'll do this one because I added this one this morning, so you didn't get a chance to no, look at it. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Okay. Um, so I found this last night when I was looking for some last-minute stuff for the SnapJab segment. And we've been a little light um, on the feel-good stories. Uh, it's been a you know, couple of weeks since we've done a feel-good story. And this right here is, is a really good feel-good story. I'll set, this, I'll set the mood for you. It's in Wisconsin, Kenosha, Wisconsin, at Lincoln Middle School. Um, there's a basketball game going on. And there, it's, the story is centered around three basketball players and one eighth grade cheerleader and the basketball players are eighth graders well in lincoln middle school miles rodriguez scooter terrain and chase vasquez uh they left the court the other day in a game and usually when players leave a court it's not for anything good usually it's it's they're going to get in a fight or go and do something you know that's foolish these guys left the court because the lincoln middle school has a, a young lady on their cheerleading squad named desiree andrews Desiree, she you know she's a real sweet little girl. She she loves music and she loves to dance and loves to make people smile and she's just a really really bright ray of sunshine. She also suffers from um, from Down syndrome, um, and so you know and she's a cheerleader. And during the course of the game, the three players Miles Rodriguez, Scooter Terrain, and Chase Vasquez noticed that a a bully was in the stands picking on her and really making her you know feel bad about herself and really you know treating her poorly. They stopped the game. They got over there and walked over there to the cheerleader and told the bully they needed to quit. And since then, they, they walk her with her to and from classes. They've, they've really, you know, grown into a really a quite, a quite awesome friendship between the four of them. Uh, and then they took it one step farther. They now are working to change the school's gym name to Dee's House in honor of, of Desiree. So, you know, I thought that was awesome that, you know, these young kids, you know, these, we're talking eighth graders here are able to say you know if anybody, if anybody knows middle school kids they are they are they're evil. they're yeah they're they're evil yeah they're evil evil little and, kids. and you know for these young men to come out and say you know and, and i forget which one said it but one of them said you know people are people no matter what he said they need to you need to treat them like you know you'd want to be treated and so th- their parents have to be the happiest parents in the world you know because that shows right there that you have great kids you guys are doing a great job of ra- raising those three young men and um you know awesome awesome story very much so that that touched me yeah yeah definitely when i watched the video it was like you know you might want to sit down and and grab a box of tissues because you know you you might cry and i'm a big softy i have a little girl so i and that didn't make me a softy i was already one before but that just is my excuse now as i have a daughter so but yeah it's it's definitely you know it's 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 awesome when when young young people can really especially at that age because kids are cruel they really are, and so you know that's that's awesome that they were able to say, you know what, this is this is ridiculous. This is yeah. So kudos to you guys. Um, I'm not sure if I added this story later or not either. Did you see the one about the? I've, I've 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 been following. Up. Okay, I will toss this one to you to close out the show. 
Another we got another baseball fo- story. Old spring training. Yeah. Uh, okay. Comedian Will Ferrell. Yes, that Will Ferrell. Or Jackie Moon. <laughs> or um, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, Ricky Bobby. Um, anchor, anchor man. Ron Burgundy. Yeah, Ron Burgundy. You know, I don't know many of his other characters. Um, what was the guy? The guy that he played on the uh, the campaign. Oh, I, I don't remember. I just watched that movie the other night. Anyway. We failed you, Will Ferrell. We only know three of your characters' names. We failed you horrendously. Okay. We'll play nine positions while making the appearances at five Arizona spring training games on Thursday. HBO and the five home teams involved announced this stunt Wednesday. This could uh, this could kind of be, you know, another feel-good story. Yeah. 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 Uh, Farrell will travel to Mesa, Tampa, Scottsdale, Glendale, and Peoria. It's like Pretoria. <laughs> family Guy reference. <laughs> I love Family Guy. Via helicopter. The event will be filmed for an upcoming HBO special. HBO says Farrell is dedicating his special to fighting cancer. Uh, Farrell also will be also will honor Burt Campanaries' feat of playing nine positions in a game five de- five decades ago. Yeah, it's he's playing for the Reds. The White Sox are two of the teams I know. Um, I don't know the other three, but I know the Reds and the White Sox are the teams he's playing for. Is it is, it, is one of them the Dodgers? It might be. I, uh, like I, I said, it, I don't know. I just I know think those it is because I seen him wearing a Dodgers uniform. So, but yeah, that's 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 cool though. One, he's doing it. You know, obviously it's a publicity stunt. We know that. You know, we're okay with that. But he's also doing it. You know, to dedicate it to you know people who are fighting cancer and, and fighting the disease. And cancer is a terrible, ugly disease that just needs to be eradicated. Yeah. I know it's cost me and my family, uh, a lot of our family members have died because of cancer. And I think that's a common theme in West Virginia. A lot of people die in the state from cancer. I know I, I have a, I know a few people. My, my grandmother's uh, best friend died from cancer a few years ago. And uh, my aunt at times. Yeah, she, it's, she, it's, I mean, she, she's she's had her struggles with it. Um, it's just you know it it's 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 a nasty nasty disease, and yeah, it's it, you know it's right up there with AIDS that needs to be eradicated. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Um, I don't want to close out on such a like a downer note. So um, pl- okay, how do you <laughs> let's uh plug something? What do you what would you like to any podcast you follow or any. Twitter accounts that are hilarious that you follow or anything like that. Um, I've, I said it a few weeks ago um, for people to go check out uh, Just Kidding News. They're they're actually they're pretty hilarious mm-hmm. and uh, they always they, they talk on there. Okay, and they play. are a little blue though. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so so watch it. Okay, if you got kids around, don't don't yeah. no, don't don't put, don't bring them. But yeah, check that out. They're actually I get I get I get I got a couple of my stories from from their uh, their their broadcast and uh, also if um, if you're a gamer he's not as blue as uh, you would say just kidding news but he can be at times mm-hmm. um, Markiplier go check out Markiplier how can people follow Mister El Jefe Loco okay if you can you can follow me on Twitter at El Jefe Loco dot com at El Jefe Loco ninety five the the link and everything will be down in the description and uh, but no it won't be in the annotations 
And we're on YouTube. Yes, w- yes, we are YouTube. That's why I used that reference right there. You can find us on YouTube by searching Triple Name Sports Show. And we are we, we are accompanied by wrestling. We didn't talk nothing about wrestling. We didn't. I tried to find wrestling stories, but they're really kind of none, really, right now. There, there's not going to be for another month until WrestleMania. WrestleMania yeah. The, the only big wrestling story right now is uh, Brock Lesnar, whether or not he's leaving. Yeah, because there was a promo cut about him unifying the titles of the UFC title and the WWE title. Um, but but it, it may just be a publicity thing. I think that's a lot of what it is because the guy who owns the belt is Kane Vasquez in UFC, and he's had Brock Lesnar's number, and Brock Lesnar's older now, so I don't know. Um, and for myself, I would like to, again, just push the film back, um, or the, the Earl Lloyd documentary, Make sure you check that out. If you haven't seen the preview yet, watch it. It's It looks like it's going to be an amazing documentary. Tune in. Make sure you donate. Give what you can to fanback.com by searching the first to do it. Donate to that film. Uh, there's some pretty cool prizes you can win. You can get. You can get. Uh, if you have $20,000, which I don't have, but if you do, you can become the executive director. Um, you can win Tony Parker signed shoes. Um lunch with the directors just a whole bunch of different cool stuff so definitely check that out um podcasts again you know you can if you like our show you can check us out on the mopcast network we have um (laughs) you can check us on the mopcast network where we are joined by scotty white and the rest of the hosts we have memory card radio which focuses on video games we have uh mopcast raw which is kind of like a interview show where scotty interviews um guys and, and ladies from different various jobs throughout the community and communications world. Um, they're going to do recently, they're getting ready to start up a podcast called Better Call Saul, focusing on that show. Oh. They have a Star Wars Rebellion show. There's our show. And again, it's just an awesome network. Definitely check it out. If you're a fan of our work, um, you'll, you'll definitely find something on that, sh- on that network that you will like. You can reach me at. Pat- at Pageant Dad 88 on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook at Triple Name Sports Show on Facebook. Um, and you can follow us on Podbeam as well at those same links as we will post those each and every week. And, and, uh, and also like and subscribe on YouTube. And without that, that's going to be it. Uh, show 20 is in the books. want to thank you again, all of our listeners, and uh, hopefully... You, you stick around with us and keep uh, keep watching us continue to get better each and every week. Um, we thought I'm going to play some music to take us out of here. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.